0: Good morning, America, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Answer. Glad you're with me this morning. We're talking about somewhat of a little series here of what different groups of people need to hear, what do men need to hear, what do women need to hear. This is going to be about what grandparents need to hear. Hmm. You know, the book of Proverbs says, teach a wise man or correct a wise man or even rebuke a wise man and he will increase in learning, is that I think the idea that a godly person remains teachable right up until the end of their life, that would be Proverbs chapter 9, 8 and 9, and also in the book of James chapter 1, it talks about to be, you know, slow to wrath, slow to speak, but quick to listen, James 1, 19. Be someone who's always growing, improving, uh, every day better, every year of your marriage better, every year, every year, every day, a little bit stronger Christian. And I think that's the attitude of Paul in Philippians chapter three, that I have not reached perfection yet, but I press on and I continually press on each and every day. And so as a grandparent, you still have a lot of time of fruitful labor, Philippians chapter 1, 23 to 25, whatever time left here, make sure it's used well. I guess the first thing is certainly don't retire as a Christian. Don't retire as a believer and don't retire in the sense of like, well, I'm not going to teach class anymore or I'm not going to song lead anymore. I, I know there's a point maybe with things like song leading and teaching. If you just don't have the mental capacity to do that anymore, I understand that. You can't get out of your house. Your body's not co- co- going to cooperate with you. I understand where you have to step back. But as long as you have health, as long as you have your mental abilities, I mean, you have, what, 50, 60 years plus of wisdom, of Bible knowledge in your head. That, uh, man, that needs to be unloaded to as many people as you can before you exit this life. So that'd be first thing. Man, don't retire from being faithful. Don't retire from being involved and having people over. Do that as long as you possibly can. All right. The other one would be along the same lines of finish strong. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and in verse 7. I fought the good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. Uh, Do not... Boy, don't, don't, don't get a jello head as you get older. And sometimes I'll see older people along that line. So, well, you know, I've kind of changed my thinking on that. Well, okay. Okay. So what was it and what does it change to and why? And give me book, chapter, and verse for your change. Just don't tell me like, well, I've kind of changed my thinking or I don't, I don't quite view that the same anymore. Okay. Why? And give me book, chapter, and verse. Don't, don't be a jello head. Don't be kind of like this fuzzy, like, well, okay, but what do you believe? Where are you at in your thinking? And are you still moving in the wrong direction and why? Stay very focused and clear in your thinking. Stay rooted with truth rather than think so. Don't let the culture, don't let the culture conform you. And, um, you know, a lot of times we think of Romans chapter twelve, one and 2, do not be conformed to this present world. And i think a lot of times we apply that to young people teenagers people in their 20s like but you know what you you know who tends at times to conform is the people as they get older you know well here's the way the culture's going and i don't want to get stuck being unpopular and being viewed as someone outdated or a stick in the mud so by the culture so and i I saw that happen to like my parents generation many of them they just kind of went along with the way the culture was going because they wanted to be viewed as trendy and cool. And as a grandparent, no, you need to be a grandparent. As an aged individual, you need to be viewed as the repository of wisdom, not coolness, not some sort of cultural faddishness. So finish strong. Do as you grow older, do not become more and more of a question mark to those around you like, man, what does is mom and dad okay? Are they okay spiritually? You want to live in such a way that when you die, your kids and grandkids are not worried about you whatsoever, as far as where you are headed, as far as your eternal destiny. Hmm, Okay, how about another one? Uh, what, what did someone say? No fashion statements after 50. Now, that doesn't mean that, I mean, I like to look nice and I like to wear, you know, nice clothes. I don't like being frumpy. I don't, I'm definitely not going to go to the store in my pajamas. That's for sure. Okay. Um I'm not going to study the Bible in my pajamas either, or, you know, or do my work in my pajamas, man, get up, get your pants on. Okay. And But I guess it would be the idea of, you know, you're a man. Grandpa, Grandpa, you don't need an earring in your ear, okay? You're not a pirate. Um, And that's what I mean by fashion statements. Uh, Man, back in the 70s, I saw so many men as they grew older. Well, we're going to perm our hair and open up our collar and show our chest hair and put on a gold chain and get a convertible. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no fashion statements after a certain age or even before that age. But the goal is not to be cool. Like I never wanted my parents to be cool. I wanted my parents to be parents. I want my dad being a dad. I don't want him being someone that says, Hey, you know, or, uh, I don't want him being that guy. Um, I want him being accountable, responsible. I want him having a head on his shoulders. Uh, I didn't want my mom wearing short skirts and dressing like, you know, some teenager. And I certainly did not want my dad becoming a boy band member, you know, and acting like he was all boy band and, you know, looking for the ladies, you know, man, I would have been horrified if either one of my parents went down that road, you know, be mature, be mature. And if it's not in vogue with some people, with others, you will be respected. You know, hey, so so my so my pant leg is tucked into my sock. Okay, at least I know the answer. What did it be, say, bub? You know, I I know what life is all about, I know how to make a marriage work, um, and I'm prepared to leave this life, and I'm not afraid, and I will speak the truth in season and out of season. Those are the true. Those are really the true important qualities. Well, let's go to another one. Oh, and this would apply to parents too, but sometimes grandparents drop off the edge a little quicker on this one. Well, let's see if grandpa has some money for the grandkids. And I understand wanting to give things to your grandkids. And there's this whole, I don't don't know when it happened, but this whole sort of uh, cultural you know, it's it's the grandparents' right to spoil their grandbabies. Um, there is this idea of I want my kids or grandkids to have it easier than I had it. I, I understand that thinking, and I think it's dangerous. What made people the metal they are today is not that their life was easy; it's like it's that their life was hard. You know, read the Bible again, James chapter 1, 2 through 4, Romans 5, or Romans 5 talks about that trials leads to perseverance, and it leads to proven character. Yeah, I I don't want my kids or grandkids having an easier life than I had. I want them being people of character. I want them being moral. I want them being godly. If if that means they have to go through the, the mill, then so be it. What makes an individual is the reaction, not the comfort. Like comfort, comfort can ruin you. Comfort can spoil you. Comfort can make you soft. Comfort can make you so susceptible to temptation. man, that was my view back in the nineties when, boy, things are really going smoothly, whatever, how was the church doing? How are Christians around you doing? Well, they are running around doing, some of them were running around all preoccupied with things that did not even matter. Yeah, expect things of your kids. Get, give goals for your kids. Give chores to your kids and your grandkids. When the grandkids come over, do not spoil them. When the grandkids come over, teach them. What what lesson? When When the grandkids come over this weekend, you, you might even... Grandma and grandpa, make a list of 10 life lessons that you want your grandkids, 10, 10 character traits that you want your grandkids to have. And each time they come over, you're going to kind of emphasize one of them. You know, diligence, patience, perseverance, uh, truth. How about that one? Honesty. Um, how about courage? Standing all alone with God, when the world is going the complete opposite direction. How about that? How about being like a Joseph and a Daniel? That's the type of grandkids I want. I want grandkids like Joseph and Daniel. I don't want grandkids of, uh, let's just kind of spoil them, you know, let's make everything easy for them. Because guess what? The world's not going to make things easy for them. This is a hard life. This is not an easy life, and if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to face persecution. Second Timothy chapter three about verse twelve, and Acts chapter 22, twenty-two. You're going to face trials and tribulation. Things are going to shake you, and you're going to hit, get hit with the waves, and your foundation is going to be tested. So, love your kids, love your grandkids, um, but avoid trying to make things easy for them. Well, oh, hey, here, let me do that for you. you know when the grandkids come over and maybe practical applications would be, hey, you make your bed. You clean up your room. Put your dirty clothes in the laundry. Here's your laundry. You fold it. I'm not folding it for you. You run that load. I'm not running it, okay? Okay, you have breakfast. We're going to have pancakes, but you're going to help, you're going to help make the batter and you're going to help cook it. And I'm going to teach you life skills. We got leaves to rake and we got a garden to tend, and stuff to pick. No, you just don't get to come to grandma and grandpa's house and sit and watch a bunch of videos and cartoons and play video games. When you come to grandma and grandpa's house, things are expected of you and you're going to work. Now, you're going to have a great time or you're going to have amazing meals, but we're going to work, Okay. And we're going to do good works. Also, there's people we're going to go and see, and we're going to people are going to have over. And when people come over, I want you looking them in the eye and shaking their hand. Okay, teach them life lessons. Get all the truth in them that you can. Well, how about another one? I know now and then um, you will have kids, and those kids will not remain faithful. So. Okay, and um, those kids might say, hey, mom, dad, not a member of the church anymore. I'm not a Christian, not interested in it, and I don't want you talking to the grandkids about that. And if you do, um, well, you can't see them anymore. First of all, (laughs) man, do not let your kids blackmail you. No, 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 that's blackmail. And call him on that. Call him on that bluff. Well, that's that case. I guess I'm not gonna see him see him anymore. There's a proverb about. There's a proverb about what happens when the righteous give way before the wicked. They're like a polluted spring. When you let people blackmail you, and where you're, when you're the one who blinks, and you're the one who has to move, okay, and you're the one who has to keep your mouth shut. Because guaranteed, if you have kids who are not faithful. And they're telling you, I don't want you talking the Bible, you know, about the church to them, whatever. Okay. Guaranteed. They're not remaining quiet. (laughs) They're talking to their, they're sharing their beliefs. They're sharing their convictions and their lack of faith with their kids. And they're yakking on Facebook and other media outlets. Okay. They're out there. they're, They're not being quiet. In fact, they're not even being quiet when they're around you. Man, is that hypocrisy? No, call them on it. Say, uh-uh, no, no deal, no deal. Um, me and God are a package deal. I talk about my faith, First Peter 3.15. And I'm going to talk to the kids. And if they have questions about the Bible, I'm going to answer those questions. And if they have questions about God, etc., And I am going to be vocal about who I am and about Jesus. Uh-uh, no, you're not silencing me. And if that means they can't come over, so be it. In many in many instances, my guess is that your kids are going to cave. Because, you know, you they've got a lot more to lose than you do. You don't need a babysitter. You don't need to be babysitting anybody. You got a lot of things to do. You got work in the kingdom to do. Okay. And you got other families that would love to have you babysit their kids and talk to them about God. And if your own kids are foolish enough to pass on that, well, then, okay. Well, then find another babysitter. You know, babysitters are not easy to come by. (laughs) Um, I I knew a family that says, you know, if you have one kid, pretty easy to find a babysitter, one kid, two, uh, not so much, three, four, forget it. (laughs) You know, and at five, I think it was at five, you have to, It it was something like at five kids. It was maybe five was a number. It was five or six. You are automatically out of the market of certain automobiles. That that is, you're now in a very niche, in in a very small market of what sort of cars that will fit the family. Typically, big stuff. Okay. But man, don't let your kids blackmail you. Mm -mm, No, no, stand up to them. I'm good. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm vocal about my faith. And as long as you're alive, I'm going to bend your ear and I'm going to bend the ear of those grandkids. And you don't want me around. Well, then you're going to miss out. I'm not going to miss out. You're going to miss out. I know the temptation is, well, boy, but if they do that, I just won't ever see those grandkids. So maybe if I just kind of show up, not say anything and try to be a good example. Okay, back up. So you're not going to say anything, but try to be a good example. Okay, what's that mean? Please don't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to have an influence on someone by just having a smile on your face and being like nice. Okay, there's a lot of nice people. There's a lot of people out there that are friendly and helpful. And, and don't get this idea that just because that you make them pancakes, that's going to make them a Christian. <laughs> you know? If you're not allowed to say anything, how are you going to influence them? It's not just example, okay? I don't know. I I hope, you know, I'm always hoping the best. I'm always hoping the best, like, okay, well, I hope that example. But, man, have I seen time after time parents or grandparents let their kids buffalo them. Okay, not going to talk to them about God or church or whatever. I'll keep my mouth shut but I'll just go over there and try to be a good example. And not only did they lose their kids, they lose their grandkids. Why should I respect someone who allows somebody else to blackmail them? Why should I respect someone that allows? Why should I respect someone who doesn't have the courage to say no? No, I'm sharing my faith. Mean God, we're a package deal, we're all in. I'm talking about Jesus you know i here's the thing why should i respect your faith if you're willing to bow to someone who says don't talk about it you know if your faith if your faith is not so essential that you are actually willing to sign up for okay 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 i won't talk about it then guess what that means that your faith is not that important to you and sadly, and this might be hard to swallow, neither are the souls of your grandkids. If you truly love souls, you talk to them. You see, truly see somebody there and you say, I want that person to go to heaven. You don't remain quiet. So I know maybe that's hard to listen to. And maybe you're in that situation. It's very difficult, but my prayers are for you. My prayers are for you. Don't let people buffalo you. I don't think Daniel let anyone buffalo him. And I don't think Joseph did either. Call their bluff. When Satan comes and roars that you call his bluff, you know what the Bible says? Often it says he flees from you. I just know situations where someone said, okay, you're going to be a Christian. You can't live here anymore. All right. Okay, mom, I'm gone. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I think a lot of times with unbelieving children, They'll back down on that. Well, well, okay, we've rethought that. We've rethought that. Okay, yeah. All right. Because I don't bend. I stand for truth. I'm standing on the rock. This has been Mark with The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.